Jesus says the truth you know will set you free. The truth you hear don't set you free. It's got to be truth that's received and believed and it does its job of setting you free. One statement Jesus says in John 16.33 It says in the world you will have trouble. He says but don't worry for I've overcome the world. The Amplified says he's deprived the world of its power over you. Talking about the body of Christ. He also says let not your hearts be troubled. Neither be afraid. Believe in God, believe also in me. John 14.1 And in John 14.27 My peace I give to you. My peace. Man, what peace is Jesus on about? That's so different. My peace I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. I do not give. So there's a comparison there. I do not give as the world gives. God's peace, he gives, he leaves. When you leave something, you leave it for, for a purpose. And this peace is to be used. This peace is to be appreciated. And this peace is something that's going to rest on the inside of the believers. You know, the world, the comparison that Jesus is on about, the world is when everything is good, there's peace. If I could just get away for 10 minutes, I would have peace. If the kids were just gone to my mum's or someone, I could have peace. And to a degree, there is some kind of peace, but that's not the peace Jesus is on about. Jesus, Sid was just saying about love. They perceive Jesus as someone who's mamby-pamby. And it says God is love. And this love was demonstrated in a strong way to take on something that was really and is wicked and evil. And yet... It's the power of love that did this. In order to access, in order to really understand what this peace is about, and he says, let not your hearts be troubled. I'm going to come off that mindset. Let not your hearts be troubled. So what's the heart, John? Is that this muscle on the inside that's beating? No, it's more than the muscle inside that's beating. The heart the heart is a combination. I'll say it quick because I'm not going to speak on really spirit and soul, but it's going to join in with the message I'm going to give. The heart is a combination of your spirit that God has made new and your soul. Come together, join together. This combined together is the heart. We don't really understand it in the sense where you can see like the spirit and the soul and you can see where it's like yin and yang. But we know that, thinking about that, that's the heart. Remember the fruits of the spirit, you've heard about the fruits of the spirit, Galatians 5. And in the fruits of the spirit it says, one of the fruits or attributes of the fruit is peace, love, joy, peace, patience. So an attribute of that would be peace. And that part of peace that I says about the heart being spirit and soul is in your spirit. God is spirit and the fruit is spirit and our regenerated, born again spirit 
His spirit. That makes sense, doesn't it? His spirit. But the soul is the part where we have our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's where the mind, the will, and emotions come from. So it would make sense, he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid, believe in God. And if you look at Mark 4, 24, he says, be careful to what you give attention to. Be careful what you think about. Be careful what you consider, ponder on, give careful study about. What things are we thinking about on a day-to-day basis? What things are we thinking about on a day-to-day basis that could really have an influence on what Jesus says? Let not your hearts be troubled. Are these the kind of things that are troubling our hearts? The things we think of? Because even though God has changed our spirits, our thinking has an influence and effect on our hearts, whether we like it or not. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Sometimes we don't feel that peace in our hearts. And it's not that we, it's not that it's an issue with the spirit, there's a problem with the spirit. It means that there's a problem with the heart. And the heart is the side which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. What we take in and think about affects and influences our heart. So like I said, God changes our spirit, but we can change our hearts by what we think. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's a good point to know that the heart is the channel See, there's a channel where all the life in the spirit, the peace, the love, the joy, the patience and everything else, which is the fruit of the spirit, comes through. So you can see how important it is to have the heart right. So if whatever we think of, that Jesus says, be careful for what you think, for in the measure you give the attention to is the measure it comes back. What he's saying is, if you give a measure to something good, you'll get a measure of goodness back on the inside of your heart. If you give a measure of consideration and study to something bad, you'll get the same measure back on the inside of your heart. And peace is like that. Peace is in your spirit. But peace in your spirit is accessed by faith into your soul by giving it attention. First and foremost, you've got to believe you've got peace. Because the just, the righteous, live by faith. We live by faith and not by sight. We can't taste peace. We can't touch it, peace. We can't see peace to a degree. You can see the effects of it, but you can't see it. You experience it by faith, by giving what God has said in his word, the attention and believing it, and then it will come out of your spirit and into your soul, which is the part of the heart which is like a valve that releases everything into this outward. You will see it eventually, you'll say, you look happy. And that distinction that they see on your face, or there's something about you, you look peaceful. They will see that. Or they don't see you, they'll say, you look angry. You look as if you're uneasy, restless, 
So the measure of the attention you give to something is the measure it comes back. And that's the reason. So it's not an issue with your spirit when you feel like you've lost peace. It's an issue with the heart. So you can see when Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. He says, let not. He didn't say your hearts will never be troubled. He says, you let not your heart. So you've got a, we've got a responsibility of what we give attention to. So attention, or to consider, means to ponder on, to give serious study to, to think about. So when you consider something, if it's good or bad, you're pondering, you're thinking about it, you're giving it careful study. Remember Romans 8, 6, it says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. So carnally minded is really, it's not necessarily... Uh, uh, thinking always on oh I could kill, I want to rob, I want to steal or, or, or I'm the lustful thought, that is part of it but carnally minded is also where you're dictated by your senses you're very touch, feel, taste, see seeing is believing, that's carnally minded you don't, but you don't give the spiritual or God's word any attention because you've got to see it, you've got to touch it that's carnally minded that's the aspect I'm coming off right now. Carnally minded, spiritually minded is where, no matter what you see, taste, touch, feel, or experience on the outside, you know that there's a greater power than what you're seeing and touching and what's coming at you. For instance, you could be in a circumstance, a situation that's very bad, but you've got peace. How come you've got that peace? Because you're not carnally minded you're not allowing this situation to dictate the way you're going to feel, but you are allowing the truth of God's word to have an influence on your soul because you are giving it the attention, the thought, and the study that it rightfully deserves. And you know, God's word does exactly what it says on the team. It says that, this, that God's word is living and active, and it's the only thing that can separate spirit and soul, judges the very thoughts and attitudes of the heart, See, coming back to the heart. That's why Jesus says, be careful what you allow into your heart. So we've got a human faith, a human way of seeing things. That's sense knowledge. And then you've got a spiritual way of seeing things. That's believing things apart from your senses. That's powerful. And this is what Christians do. We believe things apart from our senses. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. And by what? Hearing the word of God. And exactly, you know, doubt comes and fear comes the same way. By hearing and being carnally minded and allowing your circumstances to dictate to you. So if any of us are not in peace, it's not an issue of the spirit, but an issue of our heart. And that's why I went through that, to try and come to this place where, you say, where we can understand Open the bonnet and see what's wrong, instead of saying it's broke, when it's just a, a simple case of connecting things. And this is what the Word of God does, it helps us to connect things. So, we determined, listen to this, John Cole determines the condition of his heart. Tracy Cole determines the condition of our heart, and I could go all the way through till I come to Richard. Richard Horton determines the condition of his heart. You know, he says, Lord, give me a new heart. He's done it. 
He's given us a complete new spirit, brand new. He's given us that. But our thoughts and what we give attention to influence our heart. Negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative emotions. Faith thoughts, according to the spirit, looking at things that are beyond the physical, such as God's word, the spiritual, you get that peace. That's how we retain peace. That's how we maintain peace. We've got peace. So first and foremost, we know we've got peace. We're not trying to get peace. We've got peace. But it says, guard this peace. Guard your heart. So we can determine the condition of our hearts. So remember, to consider means to think upon, to study, to examine and to ponder. Praise God. Thank God for his peace, you know. I was just talking to Sid about um, peace and trouble. I heard something, someone phoned, and I was uh, talking to them, and they were anxious on the other side. And the doctor had pronounced something that might be serious. And I could detect in this person's voice anxiety, fearfulness, and doubt swimming around her mind. Her emotions were all out of sync. And that's what it's designed to do. In this world you will have trouble. But do not worry, I have overcome the world. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let not. So we have the capacity to change our hearts. We do not let this information that comes at us rock our world. That's important that we know that. This is the way we maintain and retain peace in a day-to-day -day basis. In a troubled world, this is how we keep our peace. Are we giving the consideration of what we heard over God's promises? Is his problem bigger than the promise of God? Did Jesus overcome this? Or is this too big that Jesus has left it out, that I've got to think about it and allow it into my heart and to steal my peace? These are the questions you ask yourself. And if he has, overcome it. And he says, my peace I'll give to you. Why do we worry? Because worry isn't a healthy thing. You don't worry. You don't care. Worry is not a sign that you care. Worry is the face of fear. Because once worry comes in, it will steal your peace and you'll be anxious. You'll be fearful. And you'll feel hopeless. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it to the max, more abundantly. But the thief comes to kill, to destroy and to murder. And one of the ways he does it is to, through worry. Because if he can steal your peace, he can get you at ease. Well, you're not, you don't feel easy, you're at ease. And how many people who are allowing this uneasement that creates disease? That's and a lot of doctors will say you're worrying, anxiety, have time off work. Christians shouldn't worry. We've got peace. The world is in the sway of the evil one. The old system is in the sway of the evil one. That's what the scripture says. I remember Sid reading that. And it's so true. As you look around, the, this world is getting worse. It's not getting better. And I'm not saying that to bring it down. I'm saying that to get you to consider not the carnal things be put on what you see, taste and feel and hear on the news 
but to consider the spiritual things of God's word. Because it says in God's word that those I will keep in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on me. I will keep in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on me. So that means to consider and to ponder and to dwell. If you've, if you've got your mind on God's word, your peace will be retained. You can't lose it. God has given us that rich promise and that's for us to really take hold of that God has given me peace. If ever I'm in a situation where I feel I'm out of, this is out of my depth, I, can, I cannot do this. Once you feel a sense of lack, you open, you open the door to your soul for fear to come in. Because it says we are complete in him. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now these are either nice sounding words that sound good and look good on the paper, but don't really work on your everyday life. Or they do work. And once you settle yourself down with the word of God, this peace will come into your soul. Because what fear is designed to do is to bring a contradiction of the truth. Do not eat the fruit, for when you do, you will die. The contradiction is, you will not surely die. They believed Adam and Eve, and it says they experienced fear. Straight away, a contradiction of the truth. So if, if ever we feel our peace has gone, just like I don't need to know what you've planted, I don't have to be there to see what you've planted, I can see what's growing. Is the same way, I don't need to be there to see that you're anxious, to see that you're not believing. Because if you believe, you've got hope. Hope is a confident expectation of good. Hope is a confident expectation of good. And hope is connected to peace. Because you've got the saxophone, we talked about this, didn't we? The trumpets, the trombone, they're all different instruments, but they, they are in the same family. Hope is connected to peace. And it says, if you look in Hebrews 11.1, 1, the Amplified Version, and it talks about, this is how we access peace. See, faith is the evidence of things hopeful. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses, to the carnal mind. That's what faith is. That's what peace is. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title the It's the substance. Faith is something you feel. Faith is something you feel. Once you know I've got peace, you access that peace by faith. And it's the evidence, it's the title deed, it's something you hold. I've got the deeds to this house. You ain't moving me. You have got peace. And it's accessed by faith. If you don't believe that and you go by what the bottom line says, notice it says, to what it isn't real to the five senses. The five senses cannot perceive this. It's carnally minded, is death. But spiritual minded is life and peace. And we do not go into that category of being carnal minded. This is something we've got to train ourselves. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
transformed, be changed. The greatest change has already happened to us, praise God. We're born again. We have what it takes. And once you know that you've got peace, you've got joy, you've got faith, you're not trying to get it. This peace comes out in times of trouble, in times of persecution. You know, people have gone to the cross, they've been fed to the lions, they're standing right now as I'm talking, there's people who are going through extreme where their lives could be taken from them because of what they believe. But they do not give that situation the attention and not considering it, but they're giving God's word, his promise, priority over their five senses, over their circumstances. That's how we retain that peace. We can retain peace by what we dwell upon. You have the capacity to change your heart. Do not let your hearts be fearful, neither be afraid. John Carl's heart isn't going to be free, fearful. Fear will come and knock, but I don't have to answer. I'm not saying that we're emotionless. Fear will come. What I'm saying, we don't have to open the door and go through the procedure of entertaining fear. Have you ever heard the expression, looking for the devil in the, de in the, in the detail? Looking for the devil in the detail. <coughs> you, get, you hear a report or you feel a little twinge and then you get a little migraine a couple of days. So you go on the computer and you start looking at twinges in the back and migraines. Everything connected, it will come up. Oh, it's this disease. You're looking for the devil in the detail. And it brings you a diseasement. And so what happens? You start looking for something that wasn't really there. Looking for the devil in the detail. When you hear something, we shouldn't be looking for the negative. Whatever it is, if the doctor pronounces something over, <coughs> over our lives, what the doctor says, what it looks like, it's what you believe about the truth that allows peace to rule in your heart. What we give attention to will allow our hearts to be sensitive to that. And what we don't give attention to, our hearts become hard to. Are we giving attention to God's word? Are our hearts hard to it? That after we come out of this place and we hear a brown letter drops on the floor and says such and such you owe so, so much or the doctor says look there's this sickness in your family you're looking for the devil in the detail and saying me dad 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 I'm reaching that age am I going to die see these, this is how it works very subtle but very real. Paul says we are not unaware of the tricks, of the schemes, of the evil one. We don't mention his name much here because he is a loser. But he is real in the sense where if you're not wise, he says my people perish with lack of knowledge. And what I'm share, sharing with you right now is the knowledge of how the heart works to a degree. The knowledge that you've got it already in your spirit. But your soul is the part that really is an inroad to make what you've got in your spirit as if you ain't got it. Because that's where your mind is, your will is, where you make decisions, and your emotions where you feel. I feel sick. It looks sick. Therefore, I am sick. See what's going on here? 
This is the carnal mind, and it says that the carnal mind, to be carnally minded, is death. To be spiritual minded, which is giving reference to God's word over what your five senses are feeling. It says, I'm just going to come and read a story about someone who we know quite well. Abraham. How long have we got, Sid? Ten minutes. Abraham. Listen to this. Abraham is nearly 100 years old. God had promised them a child. Now Sarah, she was barren. So, on the five senses, looking calmly minded, he's getting old. Everything naturally is breaking down. And his wife is barren. Looking at it, he looks hopeless. And it says here about Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So in a hopeless situation, in hope he believed. He had a confident expectation of good. See the connection I was on about this hope and peace. Because in contrary to hope, in hope he believed. This is, sorry, this is from Romans, Romans 4, 18. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, according to the promise. So when we read this word, it's what's being spoken to us. God has says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. You can do all things in Christ. I will keep in perfect peace to those who's mine. So we're reading the scriptures. This is a promise. So he believed the promise rather than the situation. And not being weakened in faith, he did not consider, remember the word consider, to ponder on, to think about. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. You know what I've just read? He did not consider. So what he was saying, the fact was, he was 100 years old. The fact was, his wife was barren. Christians, we don't say, oh, I, I'm not sick. Or, I haven't got a sister on my shoulder. If you've got a sister, you've got a sister. That's stupid. It says he looked at it, but what he'd done, he did not consider it. He did not give it the attention. He didn't dwell on it. He didn't ponder it. But he believed a higher truth, which is that God's given me a promise. And God's given me a promise that by his stripes I'm healed. You see what I'm saying? You consider something more than what you're feeling. So you're being truthful. So Abraham was truthful. And it says he did not waver in his faith. He didn't allow doubt to come in. The, the, the reason why we waver is because we allow fear to come in. And we doubt God's word. And, we don't, and then we lose our peace. And we think, well, I ain't got peace. You've got peace all the time. All the time you've got peace. But we access, we access peace by faith and by giving God's word the attention it rightfully deserves. I'm just going to finish on this scripture now. Philippines 1. And not in any way terrified in your adversaries, by your adversaries, 
which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. I like in the living version. Amen. You know, you can, remember I says you can see peace. You see peace. I know when you're at peace when I'm looking. People know when I'm at peace. They know me and they know John's at peace. And what I've just read in Philippines, in this, this he says, fearless, no matter what your enemies may do, they will see this as a sign of their downfall. But for you, it will be a clear sign from God that he is with you and that he has given you eternal life with him. So what this is saying, a perdition means something you see, it's a token. God doesn't just want you to have peace and walk around like your face as long as a coffee. He wants you to have peace that people see that you've got peace. People want to see what you've got. People want to see faith. And they see faith in you. And he says, this will be a token that you believe what I've given you. They will see it. And it says your enemies will know it. The forces of darkness know that you ain't buying that date that you're sick. I'm not sick. I'm healed. You ain't buying it that you are poor. I'm rich. I'm blessed. You ain't buying it that you got lack. I'm completing him. And once you start giving God's word the attention, it says this will be a perdition, this will be a token, this will be evident to them that God is with you. But to them, it's their downfall. Notice it says to them, to you, God is with you, but to them, it's their downfall. And once you stand up in the word of God and you give the consideration to God's word, they will know he believes it. He believes it. This is our downfall. Because it says, the devils believe that God is. They, they believe in God more than what some of us who don't see him. It says that the devils see him and tremble. They, they believe more than some of what we profess are believing God. You know, because belief is not only what you believe, but what you, how you behave once you receive that belief. And it says they will see and they know God is with him. To him, it's eternal life. To John Cole, it's eternal life. To you, it's eternal life. But to them, it's their downfall. This is telling them, I've got peace. I'm considering that peace. I'm not considering my senses over what I know to be true. I'm not carnally minded, I'm spiritually minded. Therefore, I have life and I have peace. That's the way it works. And that's why it says I've got control to change my heart. My heart has already changed. But if I allow negative things into my life, as it says, be careful what you consider. Be careful what you hear. Be careful to the attention. The same attention you give to it will come back. That's a good thing if I'm giving God's word the attention and consider it. It will come back and I'll experience that. But if I'm not, but I'm giving what the doctor says or what the telly is saying, what the news is saying, and it gets into my heart, I lose my peace. Yeah. I lose my peace. 
in my soul, but I've got it in my spirit. And it's just a case of going back to the spirit, going back to God's word, which is spirit, which is life, and which is truth, and giving it attention, ponder on it, and give it the con uh, consideration it deserves, and seeing the manifestation of God's word come alive on the inside of my heart. That's what changes my heart. That's what changes your heart. Giving God's word the attention, believing him. I will keep in perfect peace to his mind, his fixed state on me. It's a promise. That's not so much just to wipe, to hide a stain on your wallpaper, on a little plaque. That is a truth to put on your heart, to keep you, that they will see it is evidence that you believe what God has given and it's evidence of their downfall, that they are defeated. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah.